Good evening, this is a Snake River Lib podcast. Yes, it's been a while. I was actually out visiting visiting uh, my beloved Idaho, uh, the Snake River Valley, uh, from Rexburg down to Twin Falls, um, visiting some friends as well as some family there. Um, step away from a few things also with finals uh, for my first semester in graduate school. Um, all done, all finished. Uh, back to things, and boy, did we have an exciting day today. Um, impeachment, that was a foregone conclusion, right? Um, and perhaps we'll dive into that just a little bit, but it's really actually rather boring to me because um, since the day after the election um, in 2016, this has been the driver. In fact, many of the people that were involved in the impeachment for the House uh, many of the people that working for the members of Congress for the House have been blogging and posting and, and tweeting about impeachment since before the president was even sworn in. So uh, for, for us to pretend uh, that there's anything new that has happened recently in the last, uh, in the last uh, several months uh, that would precipitate a need to impeach well, you know, that's just a lie. Um, they wanted to do it. They had a majority. They wanted to try to get the American people on board. They thought they had the American people on board. And then it all collapsed. And it all collapsed mainly because Schiff for Brains, uh, I'm sorry, Representative Schiff for Brains, a Democrat from California, uh, he started off the impeachment very badly by, by reading a make-believe transcript uh, of a phone call between uh, the President of the United States and the, pres the newly elected President of Ukraine. Here's the problem. He did that anticipating that the President of the United States uh, would not release the actual transcript of the phone call, which he did within 24 hours. Here's another problem with that. One of the star witnesses for the Democrats in the House, uh, William Taylor, Special Envoy, um, for the United States government. No firsthand knowledge, by the way, of the phone call. Um, he testified of, of hearing about this uh, quid pro quo, you know, this where, where we will give you your money uh, for arms in exchange for you uh, looking for stuff on the Bidens. Now, when pressured under under oath by Republicans, he said that he had read this in the New York Times, uh, the paper of record, right? The old gray lady, um, which, by the way, is where all the broadcast networks get their uh, news for the day. They just look to the New York Times, and and that's the, the editors of the New York Times do the work for them. Um, where did the New York Times get that? They got it from Adam Schiff's, Representative Schiff's make-believe transcript that he read to open the impeachment hearings. Okay, it was a complete lie. And when pressured about it after the president released the actual transcripts, he said, well, it was kind of parody. You know, not kind of parody. Parody translated for Democrats is lie. Um, it, it was a lie. But... It's part of the congressional record. 
New York Times reported on it because they're sycophants with the Democrats anyway. Uh, they're the Democrats' PR firm. And broadcast, uh, um, Ambassador Taylor reads about it in the New York Times, testifies about it in Congress. See how that works? Beautiful. So impeachment happens. No surprise. I want to talk about the um, IG report. Now, most people may say, well, of course you don't want to talk about impeachment. It's a bad day for the president. No, it's a bad day for the United States. Um, I guess I will talk about, you know, uh, abuse of power. We could talk about abuse of power. We could talk about a president using the IRS, weaponizing the IRS against their political enemies like Barack Obama did. Where were the Democrats when they were actually in power? Uh, nowhere. Um, uh, by the way, that's documented. Uh, the IRS paid out millions of dollars to those groups uh, as a settlement. So uh, that did happen. We could talk about how the IRS weaponized uh, uh, um, the FBI against its against their enemies uh, in the press. Uh, you can ask Jim, James Rosen. You can ask uh, Cheryl Atkinson uh, about that. Uh, both of those uh, reporters, uh, one of them Fox News. So, of course, you know, it's not really news, right? <laughs> Um, the other one, Cheryl Atkinson, is a reporter for CBS, and she was doing great right up until she just would not let go of Fast and Furious. Um, both of these reporters had had uh, had their computers taken from them. Uh, James Rosen had a wiretap on him on his uh, on his phones. Uh, was uh, considered an unindicted cons conspirator in something or another. Um, but yes, but that's not an abuse of power. Yeah, the Democrats were silent on that, as was the New York Times. Uh, by the way, you know, Adam Schiff, uh, Representative Schiff, we just talked about him, right? Um, he released uh, phone records of people uh, such as Representative Nunez, uh, the ranking uh, uh, the ranking member on the Intelligence Committee, uh, the Republican there, uh, also uh, California, I believe, but don't quote me on that. Um, released his phone records. Also released the phone records uh, abolishing attorney-client privilege between um, Rudy Giuliani and the president. And, oh, uh, John Solomon, who is a reporter for The Hill, who has done some fantastic investigative reporting. Um, where was the New York Times um, on, on that? All that was released as part of the Shift for Brains uh, impeachment report which essentially said nothing because he had nothing. He had a bunch of witnesses that said, I firsthand know nothing. They were all Sh Sergeant Schultz from Hogan's Heroes. I know nothing. But I heard a few things. I mean, the whistleblower, for all we know, was a member of his staff who also was still working at the CIA at the time, and he was told to go in and make something up. Uh, funny that nobody talks about that, but yet that is an extremely real possibility because they changed the rules in intelligence for whistleblowing where you don't have to have firsthand knowledge. You just have to hear it from a friend who heard it from a friend who heard it from another friend that Trump's been messing around. CRO defense. Um, okay, so... Yeah, that's just ridiculous. But anyway, I digress about that. I'm going to go back to the Pfizer report for a minute. Um, um, the IG, uh, long-lasting, long two years in the making, plus, you know, remember, the IG has already issued reports referring 
uh, the trio Comey, McCabe, and Strzok uh, for criminal prosecution. And this is very troubling to me. Those They have already been referred for being less than candid, uh, translated, another translation for lie, lying under oath. Remember, um, General Michael Flynn, who was sl- slated to be the National Security Advisor for President Trump, fired for uh, um, lying, not under oath, but to a to an FBI agent. By the way, he was. They went in there knowing. Uh, he asked if he needed counsel, and they said, "Now we're just going to come in and chat." So, yeah, but you know, whatever. And Comey admitted uh, in an interview that he knew he could get away with it because the the disorganization of the transition. After all, you know, you had a citizen coming in as president, not not a uh, politician who had all the right people in place which is too bad for Trump and too bad for Michael Flynn. But guess what? Um, so we have all these people who should have been prosecuted and weren't bad, 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 bad to Director Ray of the FBI. Why have they, haven't they been prosecuted for what they were referred? Because now there is extreme doubt in my mind that whatever referrals we get um, from Barr and from his uh, U.S. attorney, uh, uh, Durham, who is investigating what led up to the Russian collusion delusion, that any referrals will be prosecuted. But I'll get to the deep state in a minute. Um, FISA court, or the FISA, the IG found 17 abuses, 17 errors made. Okay, these are not these are not little errors. Carter Page, you know, was, I don't, maybe you don't know. Uh, hopefully you, you don't pay attention to this stuff like I do. Um, he was working for the CIA. That's why he had contacts with the Russians. Guess what the FBI left out? when they were getting their Pfizer warrant um, on Carter Page. They left out that he was working for the CIA. They just said, well, he, we know he's in contact with the Russians, and we think that they're colluding with the Trump campaign. By the way, uh, lest we all forget, the Obama administration, immediately after the election, and this first the, the first head of the Hydra popped up of, of the collusion delusion with Russia. Um, all the, the spy agencies said there was no evidence that Russia tampered with the election to the point that it was a significant, that, that it tilted the election. Here's what tilted the election. Hillary was an awful candidate. And as bad of a candidate as she was, she was a worse campaigner. And the blue wall, the people in Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin, whom she referred to as deplorables, whom her predecessor, Barack Obama, referred to as bitter gun clingers, had finally had enough. They got sick of being told that they were just going to have to wait in line. They'd had enough. 
And she didn't even try to win them. The popular vote thing, by the way, she knew that the race was to 270. Anyone that tells you different, they're insane. You know, they're, they must be in one of those states where recreational is legal. So the IG um, doesn't find political, I don't know how he doesn't find political bias, because here's a political document, right? The dossier, the Trump dossier, um, funded by Democrats and uh, Hillary's campaign, um, funded by them, used by the FBI. They knew what it was. Don't let anybody tell you differently. They fully knew that it was bogus. There are enough people outside of the FBI that knew it was bogus and told them it was bogus. But they used it anyway because they had nothing else. Remember all those? Remember, oh, our good friend uh, Schiff for Brains, back when he was the ranking minority member on that intelligence committee, and Devin Nunez uh, was the committee chair. You know, Nunez had his report detailing all this stuff about how the FBI had, had abused the process. You know, and the Schiff report came out and said, uh, BS. Schiff was on TV last week, you know, trying to, trying to, uh, stick all of his fingers into the, into, into the levees, trying to keep the water from coming out, saying, well, you know, if I'd only, you know, the, you know, the IG's had two years, you know, interviewed hundreds of people since then, you know, it's no wonder he came up with that, that conclusion, you know, I didn't know all that stuff back then. Well, uh, again, Schiff is lying because uh, the IG report matches up very nicely with Nunez's report. Strangely enough, Nunez knew that two years ago. Where was Schiff? He was off uh, being a partisan more than anything else. Um, there was no Russian collusion. And... Now we have the fact that the FISA court, here's a FISA court, you know, it's a, it's a surveillance, right, where they, it's a sensitive thing, so they don't want to go to a real court where they have to argue and have defend, you know, they want to get a wiretap or surveil somebody, but they can't let them know. So essentially what it is, they're asking a court permission to violate your civil rights. Let that sink in for a minute. They're asking a court permission. Now, this is a law. Shouldn't be. Needs to be gotten rid of, but it's a law. In the past, FBI directors, we hope, I guess we really don't know now, do we, have been very thorough in ensuring that what was presented to the FISA court was accurate and had been validated. This whole episode calls that policy into question. Which, by the way, the FISA court, the head of the chief justice of the FISA court, slapped down the FBI yesterday and um, said, hey, uh, we don't appreciate this. Because guess what? The overwhelming applications for FISA uh, surveillance are approved by the court. Because the court assumes when the FBI comes to them 
and says, this is what we want to do, and this is why we want to do it, that they have validated and verified all the information. Guess what the court can't do anymore? Oh, by the way, guess guess who's impacted by this? Because if those warrants should not have been issued, which essentially the FISA court justice essentially said that because those warrants were improper, Michael Flynn, General Flynn, um, who was caught in a lie, the only way they know he was in a lie is because of wiretap. The wiretap gained by the FISA, FISA warrant. Paul Manafort, former uh, campaign manager for candidate Trump. Guess how he was caught? Same thing. Roger Stone, <laughs> you know. And all those Russians who, by the way, will never see trial, even if, even uh, even before this debacle. Somebody messed up. And that somebody has to be Comey, ultimately. His signature's on some of those warrants, or some of those applications. Rosenstein, Rod Rosenstein, may have been an innocent player. He might not have been. Uh, Andrew McCabe, uh, also involved. All these players, Peter Strzok, well, you know, he's already a liar. We've already got him. You know, why he's not being prosecuted, which I'm going to take just the last few minutes today uh, to talk about that. We've got a deep state working here because, again, McCabe, Strzok, Comey, all three of those men have been referred by the inspector general to the FBI for prosecution. And they haven't been. Not by this latest report. There's plenty in this latest report. And frankly, those men need to go to jail. Somebody needs to go to jail. And this process needs to be suspended until a deep review can be done. Where is Director Ray? Where was Attorney General Sessions before? At least Attorney General Barr now is got a prosecutor looking into these things, and only time will tell whether there's actually any kind of prosecutions now or not. But the bottom line is there were already criminal referrals made. And nothing was done. The deep state, my friends, is real. You had Brennan on TV, former uh, uh, director of national intelligence, say thank heaven for the deep state. Why? Because it's undermining the president. The president dictates foreign policy. It is the members of the intelligence staff, it is the State Department, it is the military, it is their role to enact the president's foreign policy. 
The president doesn't ride along with theirs. It is their job to enact his policy. I didn't even scratch the surface what I wanted to talk about tonight. Um, and so we're going to do a few more of these here in the next uh, upcoming days. Um, so be paying attention. The Snake River Lib is going to be back. I've been thinking about uh, maybe cutting a short one every day. Not for a couple days, by the way, but uh, in the near future. Um, let me know what you think about that uh, on, the, on Facebook where I post it. Or uh, privately, you can let me know. Um, uh, I don't mind doing it. In fact, that I think that would be kind of fun. But yeah, I've got a lot of catching up to do on a lot of things. I've got a big list of stuff that I want to talk about. So have a good night. Merry Christmas, by the way. You know, uh, Justice uh, Gorsuch uh, wished people Merry Christmas and progressives had a cow. I don't think many progressives are listening to the rest of the broadcast. This is a Snake River Lib broadcast. It's still uh, December 18th, uh, 2019, um, just a, a week before Christmas. So I wish you and yours a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And I will be talking to you again soon. So, so listen up and uh, let me know what you think. Have a great night.